What's up, what's up, what's up, my friends? Welcome. Get ready. Grab a snack and a bevy. It's time for you and I to have a chit-chat. Straight up facts. Tell it like it is. Laugh till you pee your pants. Cry, because you probably needed to. And I can't promise, and I'm not going to throw any F-bombs, but I can promise you'll feel a lot better after listening. It's time to get personal. One-on-one, down and dirty, and have a coffee talk. Buckle up. Let's go. What's up, what's up, what's up? Happy Saturday Coffee Talk, everyone. This is Denise Sith, like Star Wars. You're listening to Finding Calm in the Chaos Coffee Talk, Saturday. I think it's the 25th. Having my coffee. Um, What's up, everybody? Okay. So, I, my coffee talk, I'm literally just going off the cuff today. I'm literally, I mean, I normally do anyway, but... Uh, there's so many things that I have that I want to talk about. So I'm going to be all over the boards. This is just going to be like a hangout, whatever, chill, walk around. My good, my online friend who says all her neighbors stare at her when, and when she's laughing and listening on her morning walk. There's that. Hello, hello. <laughs> anyway, so... As usual, you guys know I record in my office and both dogs are in here right now. One is chewing a cow hoof and the other one uh, is sitting on the couch staring at him like she's going to kill him. You figure it out. Um, So I will tell you that I have been trying to do a better job managing my stress and anxiety and um, I'm 50-50 right now. I'm kind of like right down the middle. So I'm either really good at it or I super suck and I explode. Eh, you know what? You got to start somewhere, right? 50% is better than no percent, <laughs> right? Um, so I've tried to implement all these things to better like control, like not, to try not to be so overwhelmed. I mean, I take care of everything in the house, the homeschooling, the puppy, the dogs, the you know, the appointments, the this, the that, you know, spring's coming. I want to get them out. I'm looking at new, uh, more home, not new, but newer and more homeschool and co-op opportunities. We're in one co-op. I want it. I want two. I want them to have two experiences somewhere. Um, we're, we're going back to music lessons. So we left school of rock and now, uh, and we left school of rock for a reason. I'm not knacking the program. I think it was just our local school of rock and there isn't another one that it's too far of a drive, but the music classes he was going to, he, he wanted to play drums and he really, he still wants to play drums, but he's seven and it's like, I don't know. We just came out of winter and apparently now it's spring, but I can't tell because it's freezing cold where I am. But if he can't show up for something, you know, say he has to miss a lesson, this happens. It's a reasonable expectation to know that if you have a child attending any kind of lesson, he's occasionally going to be sick. But there was never any opportunity to re-make up the class. Like the instructor just kept telling us he didn't have anything. Okay, so I'm sorry. If my kid's sick for three days out of the four days of the month, you're not doing any makeup lessons. I just give you free money. 
okay, well, not. So I pulled them from that program, and I'm like, great, now we don't have to drive there on Saturday mornings. Um, and I'm going to put them in a local place. And so we have our first appointment uh, next week on Tuesday, I think it is. I don't know. And it's during the day. So this all factors in perfect, like part of homeschooling to me, right? It's extracurricular. It, it's not like... It is extracurricular, but I could I can work this into our homeschool program so it's like a class, right? We're going to music class now, you know that kind of thing, um, and making it more like school. What is school? But you know, big box school, which is still totally jacked up in my area. Uh, we are currently, obviously, there. Please be aware of the elections in your area. We are doing school board elections this April, coming in April. And um, I uh, actually have signs out for all of the parents and grandparents who are running locally for our school board um, because we need people who will speak for our kids and not people who speak for the government and money for their pockets and the school district's pockets, period. So if you think you don't make a difference, uh, you are sadly mistaken, which makes me laugh, sort of, because... You know, when all the COVID stuff went down and I pulled Pete from school, um, he just, you guys all know that story. I'm not going to go into it. If you want to hear it, go back and listen to some podcasts at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, there were lots of parents who chose for their own reasons, and that's okay. I'm not shaming them. I'm not saying anything. But, you know, when I was hollering and yelling that, you know, the school was getting out of line for certain stuff or they weren't looking out for the welfare of children, uh, that they kind of were just kind of going with an agenda that I didn't quite understand at the time, but that, you know, I'm pulling my kid from school because I'm not playing this game, okay? I'm not playing it. There were tons of parents that I reached out for, for help, you know, listen, if your kid's having trouble, oh, they totally are. Well, then you need to pull them. We need to talk to the school board. We need to go to the meetings. Now, two and a half, almost three years later, our school district, which was one of the top 10 school districts in the country, um, has literally like took a shitter. Let's be honest, a total fucking shitter. We have, um, kids failing. We have, uh, a bully issues big time. We have violence issues showing up in the school. Threats. The local, I, we've had several schools on complete lockdown because of internal threats that they had to literally, you know, clear way and make safe. Um, and now all of a sudden, these moms who, and parents, I should say, not just moms, I'm just in the mom, I'm talking about the mom group. So, you know, boom, boom, boom. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you know, you didn't want to pull your kid out of, you know, cheer or, you know, softball or baseball or football or whatever activity they were doing that you felt you, that all of the stuff over the last two years that I've been complaining about saying people need to take a stand before it gets worse. Now that it's become worse and I've pulled my kid and I'm doing all the things I need to do, like vote for the right people and support them and whatnot, right? Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to know, why isn't everybody going to board meetings? Oh, wait a minute. So finally, it's become physically active, these things that a group of parents such as myself 
were complaining about. No, let's just let's just call it like it is. The conspiracy theory parents, like myself, right? Which apparently we're not conspiracy theorists anymore because it's all happening right now. Uh, right? Now all of a sudden everybody wants to know how come we're not taking a stand. We did, motherfuckers, and you told us we were fucking crazy. But now all of a sudden it's a big fucking deal because it's affecting you guys personally in the classrooms, on the fucking buses, in the schools. We pulled our kids. Now it's a fucking problem. Because, you know, you can't, you don't know what to do because your kids are being told all this shit and it's like now it finally seems crazy to you. Two and a half, three years later. When it's fucking out of control and it's going to be harder to fix now. I'm not saying it can't be fixed. Because we're still working. We've never stopped. The original complaining parents. The ones that everybody thought were conspiracy theorists. And were making too much out of it. And were called tons of names. And we were just like, whatever. Sticks and stones. We're just fighting for what's right for families. And we're calling out some bullshit where we see there's some bullshit. Well, it doesn't affect my family, so it's not bullshit yet. But now it's affecting everybody's families in the area. So now all of a sudden it's a fucking problem. I will never just understand that shit. I'm like, whatever. They were all bitching about people showing up at the fucking school board meeting the other day. And I'm like, okay, we'll show the fuck up. We did for two years and nobody gave a shit, right? Now all I said shit. I don't know if that's proper, but there you go. Uh, I feel better. Um, that's proper cussing. But now all of a sudden it's a big fucking deal. Let me see the signs in front of your house. You want to make a change? If I have local people doing it, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying, get fucking signs. You know the parents who are running in this district. What about your district? Do you have parents and grandparents running? Get their fucking signs. Represent them. Make changes. Get fucking loud. Nobody's getting fucking loud, which is why everything's gotten fucking crazy. Who knew that fucking seniors would be saying on their Easter list that the most wanted thing that they wanted were fucking eggs? That's a true fucking story. And it wasn't Easter. I think it was Valentine's Day. We have a local bakery here. Not the one that does drag shows, but the other one that is like fucking awesome and does stuff for the community. That, that's another story. Oh, that's so funny. I got to talk about that too. That's hilarious. Um, she's a wonderful community activist. She's so inclusive. She's just, and she bakes a mean ass cake. Like she can bake. And so we go and support her all the time. So if you live in the, near the Huntley, Illinois uh, area, you have to stop in at Bless Little Kitchen. The owner is Mary. She's absolutely outstanding she just put together 500 plus easter baskets for those in need locally 500 plus from donations and volunteers and and she gets it done and i believe it was valentine's day she was saying that they had you know done their little you know survey to the local seniors on you know what could we get you that could really be useful you know or the gift cards for something to eat or whatnot they said eggs oh my god 2023 if you would have told me 10 years ago that our fucking senior community couldn't afford fucking eggs I would laugh in your face, but here we are. Here we are where eggs are like gold bullion. So she did a drive and, and 
we like I donated uh, Peter. I told him that if he donated any of his money, he wanted to donate it. So he said he wanted to donate $20 of his money. So he did. And I told him I would match it. So we, we matched it and she was able to get eggs and a surplus um, for the senior community that she takes care of. And I think that that's wonderful. She does that every opportunity there is. It's amazing. Which brings me to another bakery locally, which made national news, um, who's now struggling that they may not be able to stay open through the end of March. Well, looks like you should have fucking thought about that before you badmouth all the other fucking businesses in the area who said nothing about your crazy shit you were doing in your place. And I think that says something about our community. Everybody didn't want all that fucking nonsense. Most of the people that came out to protest were people like from fucking downtown Chicago and other fucking states. Nobody locally wants that kind of shit. We live in the suburbs. Everybody out here just wants to fucking do their business. We pay high ass taxes and we just want everybody to leave us alone. That's kind of how they fucking operate. And so now all of a sudden, like shit, nobody's going there anymore. There's never any cars in the fucking parking lot, whatever. Um, you know, it's got karma. But she literally, that owner, badmouthed other businesses. And uh, that's actually what brought me to the Blessed Little Kitchen Bakery uh, because she had badmouthed her online and she had never said anything. Like, I just, oh, I'm just going to bring this person in because, you know, fuck Christianity. Okay. Like, I was like, wait, I don't know what's going on with this, but let me look it up because I'll never understand that. Like, if you talk shit about stuff, you're going to get it. See, attention, whether negative or positive, can be a huge drawback. But when you're a business owner and you start bad-mouthing other businesses, you need to know that that's going to come back to you. And apparently it did. And it's unfortunate because that space has had, like, some issues over there. But I don't know. It, to me, it seemed like that whole situation could have been avoided completely and that we could have had two different, you know, businesses. They're not even in the same city. One's in Lake in the Hills. The other one's in Huntley. And, uh, you know, the Huntley one's closer to me because I'm like on the other. I'm like new Lake in the Hills versus old Lake in the Hills. I don't know. It makes no sense to me. I'm on the west side. I hang out with all the farm shit. Um, so, yeah, that was that I thought was kind of ironic. Right. Um, managing stress and anxiety. Here we go. So I buckled down and bought a paint by number, not like a paint by number, like at Hobby Lobby. Like I bought like the big extensive ones on canvas that are like framed out, wooden framed out. Like I'm going in, it's got like over 40 colors. I'm doing it right. And uh, I will tell you that when I feel a little overwhelmed, I pull that baby out and I feel pretty good. Like Bob Ross had something going on here. Like, no wonder. He always talked like this. Paint the happy clouds and the beautiful trees. Bob had a thing, man. I get it, Bob. I get it now that I'm painting my little, I don't know, making something for my closet. When I know that sounds weird, but I'm making Mr. Sith redo our master closet. What's it called? Primary closet. I'm not supposed to say master anymore. Whatever the fuck. The one in our fucking bedroom that we primarily sleep in. There you go. Uh, the primary closet. I'm going to pull everything out of there and just, just dump it. And then here's a question for those who care. Um, do people even care about LuLaRoe anymore? Because I have about 9,000 fucking million pounds of LuLaRoe that I haven't even worn. And some of it has tags on it. So do I just like, I don't know what to do with it. 
is what I'm saying. Like, do I donate it? Do people wear LuLaRoe anymore? I don't fucking know. Do I, I mean, I guess if you need something, I guess it doesn't matter. I'll go through it all and make sure it doesn't have holes and shit and it's not pilled. But I just thought, okay, like, boy, I had a serious problem. Duh. Now I've replaced that with buying fucking headbands. But, um, just saying. You know, what the heck? I'm not sure. And then I've decided that I'm going to re... Then when I have... So I'll redo it all to, like, wooden shelving. Right now there's wire shelving. I fucking hate it. I hate wire shelving. I don't even know why people make it. Okay? It Everything falls through it. And whoever... Well, whoever. The people that we obviously... We're, there was only one owner of this house before us. But when they put the shelving up, I don't know if they were just small-statured people... But all of my, I love maxi dresses and all of them fucking hit the ground because they put the, the, the bar too low for the hangers. So I was like, the first thing I want to do is I want to raise this fucking pole like a foot and a half. I'm not even kidding. I have like four feet of wasted space on the top of our closet that I'm thinking if those were shelves... Like, I could be doing two-tiered shelves for Mr. Sith could have, like, shirts on top and pants on the bottom. He doesn't wear anything long, right? Suit jackets on one side. And then I could have, like, one for my maxi dresses, some shelves. I would like, like, things for my purses, like little shelves for my purses. So I could put all my Louis in with their little bags. Like, that's what I want. I want a shoe rack. I want a freaking shoe rack, like a nice one though, because I don't have many shoes. Well, I do, and then I, I don't like the way they fit my feet, so then I don't wear them. I really need to like start buying better shoes again, and I need to because my feet are so jacked up, so that's like how it is, right? Um, I just don't even know. You know what? I'm hearing Buster like barking his brains out, so I'm going to do a little pause and be right back. See, and just like that, Buster's all taken care of. Love me the pause button. Anyway, totally forgot what I was talking about. There's that. But let me tell you, painting has really, really, really helped me. <laughs> so once, once we get the whole closet taken care of, I'm going to put that there. And then Mr. Sith has got a ton, like a shit ton of projects he's doing. I, you know, he comes up with all these great ideas and I'm just like, he's like, so what do you think of that idea? And I'm like, it's spectacular, except there's literally like a 20 prior to that. There were spectacular ideas over the last six years that we've been in this house that you haven't finished. So there's that. So like, we're going to concentrate on making sure that those are done first. And then we'll just add this to the list of future projects. But, like, I feel like I just need to redo the house again because it's just not, I don't know. I feel like it's its very, like, my office is, like, my space. And I don't feel like I have enough space for things anymore. Like, I, there's never any, I need furniture that, like, I can put things away in. Like, storage is an issue for me. Like, major. I need major, major storage. So I'm trying to work that out. Like, how do I find storage? That's what I'm working on. But like, 
I also need to find storage that fits in the current like scheme of my house. So I think uh, we need new furniture. So that's like that's like the the next big like purchase outside of appliances when we redo the kitchen. So that's going to be fun times. And then again, redoing the basement. It's just like shit, you know, just one thing after another, after another, after another. But isn't that just life? And we have forever. Like I used to get so upset, like, oh my God, we got to get all these projects done. This isn't done yet. How am I going to do this? And then I'm like, okay, like you're going to own this house. Like you own it. You're not going anywhere right now. I mean, I would love to move out of Illinois, but in this current situation of just the U.S., it's just not financially feasible at this time. I'm like, so let's just hang out, get shit done here. You know, maybe things will change. Uh, looks like Chicago has voted out the loser male that's been there. Sorry if you liked her. If you liked her, I really don't even know why you're listening to my podcast. Because, <laughs> like, we have two totally different views, but I appreciate you nonetheless. Um, but I'm hoping that with the change of her being gone, that the city gets restored to some semblance of me feeling like I would like to support the city of Chicago again. Um but then I would also be able to bring Peter down there to see the things that I so greatly loved when I lived. And I lived in Gold Coast. I used to walk to the beach. I used to walk to Michigan Avenue. I used to, you know, just enjoy the shopping, the museums, the food, the events. It's, it's just, there's so much there, but it's just so unsafe after what has been, you know, done to the city and the decline in safety and just caring you know when and this is what happens just like the school district when you put agenda and profit before people this is what happens because i know everyone complains and i'm gonna get like super i mean it's a lot of people might, if you're pissed you're pissed it's my opinion I was born and raised in Chicago. I moved out of Chicago for the first time six years ago when we purchased this house in the suburbs. Shootings are not new in Chicago. Now, the extent and the quantity of the shootings are new, okay? This is the, the mass killing and murdering in Chicago, okay? That has, like, tripled since I was a kid. Weekend, every weekend, People are dying in Chicago. And if you take all of the political agenda, oh my God, the dog has a squeaky toy. This is going to be a great episode. Um, the If you take all the political shit and you pull it out of the picture, it comes down to what nobody will acknowledge. And what nobody will acknowledge is that the gangs have a problem. And I get the vicious circle of kids are getting shot in their own homes from stray bullets in Chicago. They're also getting shot playing in their backyard at birthday parties. And because of the, uh, I don't know what the word is, but just the, the, the ruthlessness, the very, the very nature of gang, you know, is violent. That when the police come in to try to solve a problem, no one will talk because it could jeopardize more people in their family 
if they do. So I know people think that like this side's at fault or that side's at fault or whatever. But when you peel all the layers of the onion away in Chicago, gangs are a fucking problem. And until we start addressing that gangs and people in general in today's day and age have no concern or value for human life, then people will continue to die in the city. It just is what it is. So, uh, like I said, I don't want to hear about how, you know, police are murdering people. Are they? Um, I'm sure there are instances, obviously, where there have been police who have, you know, people who have no business being in that position. Um, but it's a stressful fucking job. You're essentially getting paid zero fucking money uh, to have a bullseye on your back. That was the case when I was younger. I can only imagine what it's like now. And um, no one respects you. There are people actually being taught not to respect you now in any way, shape, or form. And again, it's it's like life, like like life in the last ten years in the in the U.S. We do not respect. We take one little situation and we make it. We make sure that every we put it everywhere. We put it in the newspapers, the media, and everywhere, just so that everybody knows that this group of people are so fucking horrible. And then somehow, though that small two percent of situations overrides the 98% of the goodness that comes from the other half of that. And that's the same with people, religion, everything. Because if you haven't figured this out yet, and you're still watching news and reading the newspapers or the e-newspapers or the news on your phone or whatever the fuck it is, right? Wherever it's coming from. If you haven't figured out yet that they are telling you negative only to fuck with your mind, I don't know how else to explain it to you. How come they're not at, could you imagine a news channel that just tells all the good shit that happened? Like, I want to hear about how, hey, today, you know, Mary Jo Johnson went to work. It's her 50th anniversary at this company. They gave her a raise and everybody had a party for her. That's fucking awesome. How about, you know, there's a dog that rescued some kids out in the lake. And then in good news, so-and-so was able to, like, profit off of whatever. There was a whole community that was upset by some insert, you know, drastic measure here. But the community outside of there all raised funds and came together and made sure they were taken care of. I'm telling you, you're like, oh, but that stuff doesn't happen. But it does. It happens every day. Nobody, a perfect example, what I talked about earlier. Every single fucking channel nationally focused on that fucking bakery and some drag ass shows and children. And then they grabbed the agenda and pulled that into it. And then she pulled in all the neighboring businesses because she wasn't getting enough attention. Because you know, bad attention is still attention. And now she's going out of fucking business. Nobody talked about how there are multiple bakeries in this area who all do charity work. They all do stuff. Nobody. Nobody fucking reported on that. 
Isn't that ridiculous? Like, ask yourself why. Because if you're being inundated, and we've talked about this multiple times, if you're being inundated with good energy and good news, well, what does that do to you? Makes you feel good. Makes you want to do shit. Makes you want to look stuff up that you normally wouldn't look up. Makes you want to be a positive impact on things. Makes you want to be friends with your neighbor, all of them. Makes you want to like check out other people's stuff. Maybe people different from you. Because you heard that even though you're like a Catholic, that the Baptists did something else. And you know what? This Muslim church did this amazing thing for this whole community. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to go check that out. God forbid we all start thinking, wow, look at all this good commonality we do. Nope. Because as long as they have everybody fucking fighting, they can continue to do their nonsense in the background. Holy shit. Like, I didn't even plan on talking about half this shit today. But I told you I was doing off-cuff today. I had nothing. I was just talking about random shit today. Um, so I'll get off this because I get fucking excited about it. Um, I am... You know what? I'm looking on my desk right now and I'm seeing some shit. I am going to shout out a friend of mine. I normally do not do this. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting anything from it. But we have a really good friend of the family, Wendy. And she uh, has recently... Um, lost her fiance and I'm not doing that because of that but she's a good woman and she has been through some shit and then she made something of herself and and then she lost her fiance and so uh, you know that's that's shitty no matter how many ways you look at it and um, she's always been an amazing person and she's so kind and she's done so much for my niece she she totally has she's like an aunt we call her aunt Wendy and so she um she she does sensi yeah, I know it's a fucking MLM, but you know what? They're not doing, I have more of an issue with the MLMs that sell uh, health and wellness right now. So we'll just leave it at that. I love my Sensi, okay? Now I'm not saying I need a Sensi every month. You don't. There's only so many fucking places you can put something, right? I don't know how people are like, gotta buy this, gotta buy that. Here's a new one. Here's this. I don't have that many countertops, people. I just don't. But I do have one table that I switch out stuff for the holidays, Right. And so she has a group and she was doing whatever. And I will tell you that she, I had posted on something. I always try to support my friends as much as I complain about MLM. As long as you don't shove that shit in my face, I will support you till I fucking die. I'll like your posts. I'll try to comment if I have time. I'll do it all. Okay. Unless I think you're sketchy, then I'm not going to do that. And probably going to unfriend you as well. But she had a post about like this cute little like Easter bunny i know it wasn't like easter bunny like easter bunny it was like just a little rabbit right symbolizing easter and uh it was a warmer and it was really cute and i was just like well that's cute blah 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 like oh that's so cute you know send and then um she sent me a message and she was just like oh my god you're the only person that commented on that do you want to like do that and i'm like sure and then next thing i know i'm like okay What's going on with that? And can I just tell you today is, <laughs> I have never had so many people come to my house in one day. I, <laughs> I had to pause my recording again. So I have no idea what I was fucking talking about. 
um, because I had somebody deliver something, but it was like a private car. Like people are privately delivering back. I, it's so strange. I'll never understand this world like currently. Like I, I just got, I got nothing. But literally somebody just privately dropped something off at the house. I'm like, did they drop it off by your house by accident? She's like, no, just delivering it. Can I get a picture by the door? I'm like, sure. And then, of course, Buster's running out. And he's like, doo, 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 and like jumping all over. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. My house is mental. Anyway, so I'm going to wrap things up today because obviously I've went on a tirade for quite long enough. I am going, I'm looking around. I'm going to take down my St. Patty's Day decorations because um, I am recording this. I think right after St. I don't even remember because we we had St. Patty's Day for like three days in a row because Mr. Sith had to work. So I was like, he loves St. Patty's Day and he I make banoffee pie and Irish soda bread and all that. And I do make the best and I will, t I was like, I will challenge you. If you want to challenge, I'm all in. But I make the best corned beef cabbage because I, I don't, I'll never understand the, I get the crock pot. But a crock pot can't give you the, the enriched flavors that baking and roasting can. So I actually um, slice my cabbage and roast it first. Just a little olive oil, salt, and pepper, okay? You just want to get that, like, you want to caramelize it. Just get it, like, a little, you know, I don't know. If you haven't tried baked cabbage, please. Please do not rob yourself of that experience. And then... Uh, I will put that to the side, and then I just put some onions in the bottom of a, a roasting pan. Uh, it's actually stoneware from Pampered Chef. There you go. Boom, ba, boom. And then we'll finish talking about Wendy uh, and Sensi. So uh, now I remembered what I was just talking about. So um, it's, a, it's the old Pampered Chef. I don't know if they sell it anymore. And it has this dome uh, stoneware lid over it. It is the best for, like, roasting. It's amazing. Um, and it does a good base on itself because of the tiers of the top of it, blah, blah, blah. So I put just some cut onions and some cut uh, carrots at the bottom. Uh, I always put by flat cut um, corned beef. I know a lot of people do the tip. I like the flat. So I'll do the flat and then um, I just put, it has to be yellow mustard. Uh, I've tried other mustards. It has to be yellow mustard. So I'll do yellow mustard, make it, you know, use the back of a spoon, get it nice and spread. Um, I use my own uh, like topping. So I'll do like mustard seed, coriander, cracked pepper. Um, and I do that on top with a little salt and pepper. Not a lot because it's corned beef. So, and then I will put in one bottle or can of beer. It literally, you could use whatever you want. That whatever you have, if you don't, just go buy a single off of a good ale or something. I had Stella. I don't drink, but that's what Mr. Sith had in the fridge in the garage. So I grabbed a Stella and I dump it in there and I put the lid on. I cook it for two hours on 320 Fahrenheit. I have people who listen to other countries. 320 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and then I take the lid off and... It'll look amazing. It smell amazing, and then I put the I put the cabbage around it, right? Get it in all that that liquid, right? Get all your juices, and then I'll bake it uncovered for thirty minutes, 
and then I'll cover it for another 30. Yep, it's three hours long, peeps. Um, your house will smell glorious. And then it's ready to go, right? I like to let my corned beef rest about, I'd say about 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be out of the pan. I just make sure the pan is out of the oven and turned off. I also uh, uncover it and let it rest for maybe like 10 minutes. And then make sure when you're also, when you're cutting corned beef, you cut it against the grain. Usually mine is so tendered, it will almost pull apart if I want it to. But if you have a really nice knife, you could you could slice it. So there's my corned beef tangent. I said it was going to come off, but yet well, here we are still talking. That's the coffee talk. Let me have some. Oh, okay. So um, commented on her thing. And long story short, I wind up getting this bunny at my house. Yes, I paid money for it, but... Um, I thought it was nice. She always does something nice. If you ever need Scentsy, let me know. I have multiple Scentsy people. Um, I use two primarily, my original Scentsy peeps, and then our friends signed up under them. And so I usually order through her. Every now and then I'll order through them. So I try to I try to spread it around the happiness and the Scentsy. But she sent me some bars and I was looking over and I'm like, I got to put up my Easter stuff. So I'll have to take down all my St. Patty's Day stuff, start pulling out all my Easter stuff. And here's the thing about Easter. I know a lot of people colored eggs and stuff. We don't. Now, I will tell you that we've always used plastic eggs and filled them with little toys or money. Little coins or like every now and then there's like a dollar bill or a $5 bill. And, um, and those go like in Peter's Bank. But we've never really did you know like the small candies maybe and we only do like maybe 18 it's like i don't do like nine dozen it's just peter but last year i believe it was last yeah last year we did the dogs got the squeak toy again um last year we did color eggs for the first time because i kind of felt bad that he had never colored colored eggs and i'm like well maybe we should do that and then just make like deviled eggs with them or what was everybody call them? Smashed eggs, creamed eggs. I don't know. Um, but deviled eggs up here in the Northwest or Midwest, Northwest Illinois in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so we just did that. But there's no way I'm doing that with eggs this year. First off, I don't buy white eggs. Most of my eggs are organic and from the farm, so they're all kind of already colored beautifully: green, yellow. Uh, some are pink. I got some weird purple brownish ones the other day. They were nice. So I don't know. You could get, you know what I'm saying? They're kind of already beautiful. So I don't want to mess them around. And we just make deviled eggs from a couple of those. But I, um, I have, that reminds me, I have to call uh, the local butcher and get um, my lamb ordered. Jeez, things are going by so fast. It's like ridiculous. Oh, just breathe. I may have to paint after this. No, actually, what I'm going to do after I get off this podcast is I'm going to go and uh, open up the the package that just came because I don't have anything coming today. So now I'm like, mm, I wonder if it's Mr. Sith's. And usually we're all pretty like even Peter knows when we get packages, he'll be like, yeah, and let's open it up and see who it's for. And he'll read the thing. You know, he knows if it says me, it could still be for him. And then Buster and Sheikah get their own mail. But when it says, you know, Mr. Sith's name, we're always like, eh. It's probably some wires or a disk drive or something ridiculous that nobody wants but him. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. True story. 
All right, my friends, listen, thanks for listening to me ramble on today. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget, uh, we're currently working on Peter's uh, YouTube channel, which will be a sub-channel of my channel. So go over to Finding Calm in the Chaos or Denise Sith on YouTube and subscribe. Press the like and hit the bell. The bell will give you the notifications of when new videos go up. We're trying to do them more often. Actually, I am recording them more often. Just Mr. Sith has been super busy at work, so he hasn't been able to edit them for me. So I look like am I going to have to buckle down and sit with him the next time he edits to learn how to do it myself. See, sometimes we have to think out of the box and think like, because we're it's a partnership, my friends. And that's how it goes. So until next time, thanks for listening to my coffee talk. I appreciate you and have a great day. Give somebody a smile today. Leave with kindness. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. I am very appreciative for you taking time in your day to listen to this special edition of Coffee Talk. Don't miss out on the next episodes of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Hit the subscribe button. That ensures you don't miss an episode and let you know when we're having the next Coffee Talk. Until next time, lead with kindness.